Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Midwife Life. My name is Jasmine, I'm a registered midwife and today I'm going to talk about things people don't tell you about birth. So let's get into it. Okay, so things people don't tell you about birth. Um, This podcast is going to be a little bit touchy. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go into a lot of detail about, you know, some good things that can happen and I guess some bad things that can happen. So, you know, discretion advised. If you can't handle the nitty gritty, then maybe back out now. But If you think that you're ready to hear some interesting stuff, then um, keep on listening. Um, Yeah, so before we get into my list of things I've written today, just want to say Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, It's 2021 Christmas right now. Um, The sneaky little Omicron is taking over. So everyone, if you're feeling any flu-like symptoms or anything, just go get tested because Honestly, it's spreading like wildfire at the moment. So be safe in the festive season is all I can say. All right. So how I'm pretty much going to work the podcast today is I've got a list of things here that um, like coming from a midwife point of view, what people don't tell you about birth. So I'm going to go through like my midwife things. And then I actually haven't had any kids or Uh, Yeah, I haven't had any kids to myself yet, so I don't know what it feels like to birth a baby or be pregnant personally. So I've done a little Q&A on my Midwife Life Instagram, and I'm just going to read out what people have said that they didn't know about birth because I think it's interesting hearing from people's personal experience. Um, But yeah, let's get into it. This is Things People Don't Tell You About Birth, Midwife Version. Okay, so number one is, not to be negative here, but birth plans don't always go to plan. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I think it's a really great idea to be educated and have a birth plan and have a good idea of what you want and how you want things to go. But sometimes I think it's good to just know that sometimes things don't go to plan and you know, it's not always in your control. For example, if the baby's in a funny position, if the baby's heart rate goes down, you know, say if your blood pressure goes too high or, you know, just there's so many things that can just, you know, flip the switch and make it, you know, not how you planned. So if that happens, then don't be hard on yourself. But yeah, they don't always go to plan. Um, number two. So you know, this is not with every single person, but in general, um, your labor will be longer with your first baby. Okay. So that's a good thing to be mentally prepared for. And I will explain why. So if you imagine your cervix, right at the moment, it's long and closed. Um, so with a first time mum, 
when you're starting to get like um, Braxton Hicks and getting some early labor signs, we're getting a few irregular tightenings, your cervix has to go all the way, all the way nice and thin before it can effectively dilate open, okay? So that takes more time because it needs to go really thin and then it will open. But if you have like more than one kid, then the process of thinning and opening happens simultaneously together. So therefore, you know, your second, third, fourth labor, every time you have a baby, it grows quicker because your body goes, yep, I remember doing this before. And yeah, labor goes a bit quicker. So that's an interesting fact to know there. Um, Number three, you might have a tear and that is normal. Okay, so especially with your first baby, your body has never stretched like this before. Um, And, you know, as a midwife, like we always try our best to like prevent tears, make you push nice and slow, lots of things like that. But sometimes you can have a little bit of a tear and, you know, that's okay. It doesn't mean you did anything wrong necessarily. Um, It just comes down to different skin types and things like that. So, And also, especially if you have an epidural or something, you might not be able to feel when you're pushing. So, yeah, you could have a tear and that's okay. Um, Okay, I might skip over that one because that's a bit too much. All right, let's go to, you know, let's just get into it. Number four, I'm talking about episiotomies. Okay, Um, if you're not a midwife, you're probably like, what is that? Well, when the baby is birthing and the head is crowning, which means it's about to come out, sometimes the skin is really, really tight and the midwives will assess the situation and sometimes we can tell that you're going to have a really large tear. Um, So instead of having a large tear, we put um, local anesthetic so it's nice and numb and we do a little cut called an episiotomy and that just allows the baby's head to come out and prevents you from having a really large tear. So, yes, that's an episiotomy, which people might not tell you about because they're, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Number five, um, do you poo in your, when you're giving birth? And the answer is sometimes, you know. So, but if you poo, don't blame yourself, just blame the baby because essentially the baby's coming all the way down and it's pushing on your bowel. So if anything is left in your bowel, it's going to come out. So not everyone poos in birth, but definitely some people do poo in birth. And as a midwife, I'm going to tell you now, I'm never going to tell you if you do it. So your secret's safe with me. Anyway, moving on. Number six is breathing, breathing, breathing. Breathing will help you cope in labor. So if you know that you're about to have a baby soon and you're worried about how you're going to cope, try learn some breathing techniques because breathing through your contractions is really going to help you get through. Um, the thing about contractions is they're just like a wave. They're going to build up. They're going to get really, really, really intense and then they're going to fall back down and settle down again. So if you can really master breathing techniques, I assure you that's really going to help you get through labor. Okay. Number seven is um, you might have a few midwives in labor. So if you don't have caseload, 
um, where you've got your own kind of midwife, then it's very likely that you could have a few midwives through your labor. Um, and that is because we do shift work. So, you know, we might have a morning shift and then we go home and then a new midwife will come on and look after you. So just be prepared that even though in the morning you might get allocated a midwife, um, you know, if you're not giving birth by the end of your shift, then you might have another midwife come in and deliver your baby. So yeah, you might have a few midwives, which is not a bad thing. Um, Sometimes it's nice to spice it up and yeah, get some fresh faces, I guess, but just something that you might not know. All right. Where's our next one? Okay. Number eight. Okay. Number eight is to do with pain relief, which I think if any midwives are listening to this, it's a bit controversial because some midwives think differently to this, but Let's just say you've tried all the natural things, you're trying your best and, you know, you just really can't cope and you're distressed. I just want to say that it is fine to have pain relief, okay? So I just think each to their own, every single person is different. You've never experienced labor before, so how do you know if you're going to be able to cope with it? Like, you just simply don't. So try your best, but ultimately if you need pain relief, don't feel guilty. Know your pain relief options when you go in. Know what your options are in your hospital. And if you need something, just ask for it because, you know, try your best, but also don't torture yourself. So, yeah, that's my number eight. Um, Number nine, this is kind of like a nice thing that people might not know. Um, so after you give birth to your baby, um, if baby's healthy and doing well, we put the baby skin to skin on mum's chest and uh, we kind of clean the gunk off the baby with a towel and then baby stays on mum's chest and um, we put like some baby blankets over the baby and then we get mum a nice warm towel and all the mums say they love the warm towel. So we literally go to a warmer we get really hot blankets and we just lay it over you. So like you've just worked so hard, you get a warm blanket. And then once you're settled, your placenta's out and all of that's sorted, we go out and we make you like a little um, tray of goodies. So sometimes we like toast you a sandwich, we get you some apple juice, maybe some biscuits, coffee and a tea. We make you like a little tray of food. So yeah, that's something to look forward to warm blankets and a nice tray of food after you have your baby. And um, another thing we encourage too is once you've given birth and baby's on your chest, um, we encourage you to try and breastfeed your baby. Um, And once your baby's breastfed, then we'll do a baby check and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. Um, (laughs) Things you don't know about birth. Something else is number 10. All right, number 10, things you might not know, is in birth, it's not always like the movies where it's straightforward and waters break and you scream and the baby's out. Not necessarily. Sometimes things go from zero to 100. So what I mean by that is you could just be plodding along, it's all going well, and then suddenly it's like, oh, my goodness, biggest urge to push in my life, and then you just need to, like, push out the baby and – you know, it all just goes from zero to a hundred. So that's something that people probably don't tell you about labor. Ooh, speaking of that, number 11. So when the baby is coming out and crowning, they call it the burning ring of fire. 
Okay, you might not have heard this expression before, but that's when baby is crowning and coming out. So that's called the burning ring of fire. So the good thing is, though, which I'd like to not freak people out, is that burning ring of fire, it doesn't happen for very long because that's only when the head is crowning. A lot of the time you're pushing, the head is rocking back and forth and back and forth, and then all of a sudden it's going to come around the bend and just come. So you'll have a burning ring of fire, but it's not going to be for too long. And the midwife will coach you through that. And once you push the baby out, you're going to feel so much relief, like, oh, baby's out, it's all good. And then the placenta comes and it's a bit, but it's soft and squishy, no bones, so it'll just slip out and you're going to feel amazing. So yes, I am telling you this burning ring of fire, but also you're going to be fine. You can do it, sisters. So yes, that's my number 12. I mean, sorry, number 11. Number 12 is you will probably have some bleeding after birth. Um, so once the placenta's out, the midwife will rub your tummy just to check you're not hemorrhaging, but you will have blood in the bed. You bleed after birth. So some people might not know that. So obviously you don't want to be having a full-on hemorrhage or anything, but you know some kind of heavy period-type blood is going to come out, and that's normal. So also when you go home, like some people can have – the bleeding for up to six weeks. Um, most likely the bleeding won't be that long, but it can be long like that. So just be aware, okay? All right, number 13 is sometimes once you have a baby, if you have a tear, then you might need some stitches, okay? So that is perfectly normal to have to have some stitches if you have a tear. Um so once the stitches are in, it's very important to keep the stitches really clean. Um, you just, you know, clean with just water, keep very, very dry. Um, if you happen to go home and open your bowels or anything like that, just have a shower straight away and keep everything clean. Um, change your pad every couple of hours to keep that area nice and fresh and clean. Um, and most likely the stitches will just dissolve away and everything will heal. And yeah, but getting stitches is something that people might not tell you about. Um, another thing you can do is use an ice pack to put on your perineum. So a little trick, if you have stitches, is you know how you got the baby's nappy? You can put just like a splash of water in the nappy and then put it in your freezer. And then when you go home, you kind of open the nappy a bit and you can kind of sit it on like a pad and that's going to keep everything nice and cool um, and prevent any swelling. So yeah, just a little tip of the day there. Cool. And I'm just going to do my last one of things you don't know about birth is number 14. You are going to get to the stage when you're nearly about to push. It's really intense and you're like, I can't do it. I'm not telling you. Uh, most mums say to me when they're about to deliver the baby is, I can't do this, no jasmine, get me the epidural, I can't do it, I can't do it. I want to tell you that you can do it, okay? And when you get to that stage, you need to be really strong, baby's coming and you can do it. And yeah, that is my last one of things you don't know about birth. So yeah, that's midwife's point of view. So let's get into the Q&A with the people on Instagram. Do, 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 do. Okay, so now we're going to do 
what people don't things people don't tell you about birth but from people that have actually given birth because I think that's a whole different perspective to this question so let's get into it Alrighty, so just flicking through the answers here and let's get into it. So number one, they have said the first poo after birth, so no one prepares you for it. Okay, well, haven't been there, done that, but I have heard that that is pretty intense. So I guess my only recommendation for that is have some Movicol or a laxative that's going to make it nice and soft. Um, so it's not as painful, but yeah, I guess I'm yet to experience that. All right. Number two is, um, okay, I'll read this one. Uh, no one tells you about hemorrhoids. So painful. Okay. Um, yeah. So for anyone that's listening that doesn't know what hemorrhoids are, it's pretty much like you're pushing the baby out and yeah, your hemorrhoids come out of, you get hemorrhoids around your anus. Oh my gosh, this is way too personal. But yeah, so you can get that if you push a baby hard. So the good thing about that is they will most of the time just fix themselves and go back in and yeah, you can do an Epsom salt bath or put some cream. There's cream you can buy from the pharmacy, but that should just get better naturally over time. Okay, um, number three is um they're just saying that after birth breastfeeding is really hard um yeah so that's true like some people do struggle with the breastfeeding I guess like it really depends on the individual um and honestly like you know your nipple shape and your colostrum all this kind of stuff so some people don't find breastfeeding super challenging and others do and that's okay you just speak to your midwife that's what we're here for so if you're struggling with breastfeeding, speak to a midwife and they will give you some guidance on how you can increase your supply and how you can attach your baby correctly. So, yeah. All right. Number four is that if you push so hard, you will have a prolapse. Um, okay. So super, super, super rare. I have never in my career seen a prolapse. So what this girl is, well, woman, I should say, is referring to is once you have your baby, then your placenta comes out, but your placenta, you know, before it comes off, it's attached to your uterus, right? And then it comes off your uterus and then it comes out your vagina kind of thing. But what she's saying is the when you're pushing, like when the placenta's coming out, the placenta doesn't come off the uterus. And if you push so hard, your uterus will come out as well, which, you know, is a massive emergency. You can have, you know, extreme bleeding and all these kind of things. So that poor lady, that sounds very traumatizing, but super, super rare. But yeah, I guess prolapses do happen. Never seen one personally, but, you know, um, it does happen, I guess. Um, okay, moving on. Number five is no one tells you how swollen your vagina gets. Well, wowza. So personally, I haven't had a baby, so I don't know. But, you know, speaking with friends and things like that, I feel like a lot of them, this comes up a lot that your vagina gets very swollen before you have a baby. And, um, all I can put that down to is the fact that when you're pregnant, 
your body gets 40% extra fluid volume. So that's why you get all these swollen everywhere. So I guess the vagina is part of all that swollen business. But um, the good news is once you deliver your baby and you start breastfeeding and, you know, doing light exercise and all that kind of stuff, um, that fluid will clear out and you should go back to normal. So that's a relief on that end. Um, But, yeah. All right. So that is the end of the podcast for today. I feel like we got really into the nitty-gritty here. So you really have found out a lot of things that, you know, you probably, no one will probably ever tell you these things about giving birth. So the more you listen, the more you know, I guess. And um, hope you have enjoyed this kind of casual education and I haven't freaked you out. Um, Anywho, if there is anything else you would like to hear about, please message me on my Instagram, um, which is, I always forget my Instagram, midwife life, midwife life underscore podcast. So you can follow me at midwife life underscore podcast. Feel free to message me about any other podcast ideas you would like to hear. Um, and yeah, I'll make sure I put the time in to make a podcast about it. So if you've enjoyed this today, let me know and hope you keep on listening. Um, just want to say a big Merry Christmas to everyone and Happy New Year. Let's bring on 2022. Okay, have a good one. Bye.